Hey everyone, we're back again. It's a Wednesday, so that means it's time to meet some new members of the 2022 Wenatchee Apple Sox. I'm Joel Norman, broadcaster for the Apple Sox. We are about two months away from opening day. Still a lot of players to add to this team, and you're going to learn a lot about them in the coming weeks. Before we get started with this week's introductions for the players joining the Apple Sox, let's hear a little bit from head coach Mitch Darlington as he kind of talks about some of the uh, importance of adding guys from all parts of the country. We talked a week ago about the players added from California uh, in a couple weeks. We'll definitely stress a lot of the in-state players who will join the Apple Sox, but uh, Coach Darlington knows that it's really nice to be able to recruit from all angles of the country. That way, you're maybe finding some spots that other teams in the West Coast League don't know about, especially you know with the league expanding this year. So this week, we're talking about guys from the East Coast. Um, the beautiful thing about coaching in the West Coast League is that we're not put into a box and told, hey, you guys got to recruit from just the West Coast, stay in California, stay in Oregon, stay in Washington. Um, we're allowed to you know, recruit from schools across the country, from coast to coast. Um, and so that makes it really fun. Um, that makes the recruiting process fun because we get to reach out to schools that we have previously heard about um, or have connections with um, from past playing experiences um, and, and it allows us to form new connections with different schools different conferences um, and so that, that makes it really enjoyable um, during the fall and the winter when you're really uh, trying to nail down your roster and recruit. So let's get started right away with this week's additions to the Apple Sox. We'll get it going first off with Mason Hull who is joining the Apple Sox from Missouri State. It's kind of a new connection for the Apple Sox. They haven't had players from there before, but Hall will join them. Uh, he's in the midst of his senior year with the Bears over at Missouri State, but he does have another year of eligibility. But he's off to a great start, hitting 306 through his first 21 games. That's the fifth best batting average right now on Missouri State. He's got eight multi-hit games, including four three-hit efforts, and also has nine home runs. He's going to be an exciting player to watch the rest not just of the spring, but this summer as well with the Apple Sox. He only appeared in 15 games in 2020 because of the pandemic, but he followed it up with a 313 batting average in 2021 in 32 games. And he's a guy who's played in, Nor in the Northwoods League before. Played for the Mankato Moondogs in 2020, and then would join the North Adams Steeplecats in the New England Collegiate League last year. So he's a guy who's got some summer ball experience and is used to how you can have a long spring season and then also have a long summer season, which is so important. It's just it's understandable if guys sometimes have burnout in the middle of a summer, but he's a guy who's been able to manage that over the last few seasons. And let's hear what head coach Mitch Darlington had to say about the first edition of this week's uh, roster for the Apple Sox. So let's uh, start with our two Missouri State players, uh, Mason Hull and Cam Craddock. Uh, Mason Hull... Um, we have huge expectations for him. I know I've said that in the past about some other players, um, but this guy is a guy that we're expecting to build our lineup around. Uh, he's got a ton of power. I believe he's hit nine balls out of the yard so far early on into this uh, spring season. Um, last year was the Missouri Valley Conference defensive player of the conference. Um, plays second base, um, but can move around a little bit. He's uh, been put at first this year. Has played third in the past. His freshman year uh, started all, all games at shortstop. So um, really can be used anywhere we need him. 
uh, lockdown defender, um, and like I said, a ton of power and just a great hitter. Um, so we're really excited to have Mason Hull coming out to Wenatchee. Also joining the Apple Sox from Missouri State is Cam Craddock. He has the fourth best batting average on the Bears. He has a 323 mark through his first 19 games, and he's collected a hit in all but six games to open the season. He's a redshirt senior this spring, but kind of similar to Hull. He's got another year of eligibility thanks to the pandemic. From Madison, Wisconsin, he began his collegiate career at Madison College, and he hit 349 in 2018 as a freshman before redshirting after just nine games in 2019. And then, of course, the pandemic in 2020 only played in three games before the shutdown. Bounced back very well in 2021. That was his first year at Missouri State, and he hit 309 in 37 games. Now, kind of similar to Hull, Craddock has also had some time in summer ball. He's played three of the last four summers in the Northwoods League, and that was with the Madison Mallards a couple of times and the K-Town Bobbers, and he combined to hit 261 over 76 games. Here's what Coach Darlington has to say about Cam Craddock. The next guy uh, from Missouri State's Cam Craddock. Uh, he's a left fielder, um, but his bat really is what keeps him in the lineup. Uh, hitting, hitting for a great average right now. I believe he's sitting around 350, which anybody in Division I baseball, um, just to be hitting up or around 300, let alone in the 350 range, uh, is really impressive. He has some power as well. Hasn't shown it this spring as much as, a, as, much as he did last summer with the Madison Mallards in the Northwoods League. Um, but a great left-handed bat, which plays really well in our yard with, uh, with the jet stream that blows out to right field. So um, really excited about having Cam uh, coming out to Wenatchee as well with Mason and, and forming this new connection with Missouri State. That conference overall, the Missouri Valley Conference, I think, uh, kind of just can get overlooked at times. But, man, there's, just, there, there's a ton of talent in that conference, um, even with you know, the Dallas Baptists. Uh, the Indiana States, um, teams that are consistently in regionals um, coming out of that conference. So uh, a good conference to choose from and uh, pluck some players out of. Up next is a guy from a school who we've already seen a member of the Apple Sox, the, at least the 2022 roster, come from, and that's Grant Sherrod from South Carolina Upstate. He's joining Chase Matheny, a guy who we talked about, played with the Bendelks last season, and he's playing with the Apple Sox this year in Wenatchee. Now, Sherrod is a redshirt sophomore with the Spartans. He began his collegiate career at Lower Columbia College, and he hit 333 there over 27 games with the Red Devils from 2020 to 21 before, of course, transferring to Upstate. He played summer ball on the West Coast last year, but it was in a different league, in the Golden State Collegiate Baseball League. And with the Medford Rogues, he hit 293 in 14 games and drove in 11 runs while posting five multi-hit games. The next guy is uh, Grant Sherrod uh, from USC Upstate. Uh, Grant is from Washington, played at Lower Columbia Community College. Uh, just a big, strong, physical athlete. Uh, primarily was playing third base at Lower Columbia, but has now been kind of moved to the right side of the diamond, um, primarily playing first base and a little bit of corner outfield. Um, just a ton of raw power from Grant. Can run a ball out of the yard, um, good looking swing, and uh, I, I really think USC Upstate's going to be a good spot for him. I think he's going to really develop and and uh, and become a great player there. So we're excited to get him out here, and uh, he has some options as well where 
you know, we can plug them into our lineup and let them play a little bit of first or corner outfield or um, maybe use them as a DH. So he, he's going to be a guy that's going to be a big contributor for us. Next addition for the Apple Sox is Kyle Richardson. Now he's only signing a 10-day contract uh, to begin this summer with the Apple Sox, so it'll kind of depend. After those 10 days are up, it'll depend on whether or not he's going to stick around long-term. That's going to be kind of up to him, his coaching staff back at school, which is Kentucky Wesleyan, as well as the Apple Sox coaching staff. It's all going to kind of depend on how they're feeling about him at that point. As I mentioned, he's a junior at Kentucky Wesleyan. He's hitting 233 through the first 26 games, and he started all of those games for the Panthers. Uh, Richardson has hit five home runs, including two against Lincoln Memorial on February 12th. He's from Florida and began his college career in Florida at Jacksonville University. He played in 53 games from 2019 to 21. Uh, had, didn't get in a ton of action, as you can tell, just the 53 games in that time, but he did hit three home runs in his final year with the Dolphins. And the neat thing about Richardson is he kind of has a little bit of a local connection, as you'll kind of hear from uh, the Apple Sox head coach, Mitch Darlington. Uh, the next guy is Kyle Richardson. Kyle has an interesting story. He, he started at Jacksonville University um, and uh, then has recently transferred to Kentucky Wesleyan. He had a little bit of an arm problem uh, last year, which he had to get surgery on. Um, but another guy that has, hasn't even tapped into his potential yet, ton of pro pop, big, big time power. Um, and can play anywhere on the dirt. You know, you, this is another guy that, it, you know, he plays primarily a lot of second base and a lot of third base, but, you know, he's had starts at short. He's uh, had starts at first base, um, and that and that just makes it nice when he's really versatile, versatile and can move him anywhere around the diamond. So we're really excited about Kyle. He's actually got some, some family um, – in Kashmir, uh, his cousin is Casey Ruther, who I used to go to high school with, used to be a teammate of mine. And so his cousin had actually uh, reached out first and was like, hey, my, my cousin uh, down south is kind of looking for a summer home. Uh, do, would you have any interest? And, you know, when you first get those, those type of messages or texts, you're thinking, oh, okay, well, what, what is he? Where's he playing at? He's like, well, he was at Jacksonville and you know, uh, transferring now to Kentucky Wesleyan. I'm thinking, okay, let's look into this kid. And sure enough, I'm like, wow, this is a guy that can really play. So we're, we're excited to get uh, Kyle up here and uh, have a new connection with him as well. Rounding things out this week on the additions for the 2022 Apple Sox are a couple of pitchers joining the Apple Sox from the University of Arkansas at Monticello, another school who I don't think we've seen players come from to join the Apple Sox, but kind of nice to make this connection from the Great American Conference. And we'll get started with the big news, of course, Mason Philly joining the Apple Sox. He is the reigning Great American Conference Pitcher of the Week. Struck out 10 this past weekend. That's pretty good. But how about this? He threw a perfect game. That's right. He retired all 21 hitters. It was only a seven-inning game, part of a doubleheader. He retired all 21 hitters that he faced in order in a 12 to nothing win over East Central University. And again, that came this past Saturday in the first game of a doubleheader. So pretty darn impressive to have thrown a perfect game at any point in your career. He's got a 553 ERA in nine games overall, seven of which he has started. 
and that's been over 42 and a third innings. He's allowed three runs or less in six of his nine appearances. And I think you know the tendency, and you look at his numbers, you, you see that ERA, and we'll talk about that with the next player as well. But you see the ERA, and you think, okay, that's a little bit high for a guy who's thrown a perfect game. But the Great American Conference is very hitter-friendly, and that's kind of a big part of why that ERA is up. We've seen that in other leagues as well. Uh, the Apple Sox, they pulled a couple players from Central Washington last year, and they had higher ERAs as well, yet those were some of the best in the league. So you see this with different leagues of different levels across the country, that there may be more offense or there may be more pitching. So don't always take the ERAs that we see from guys with their their spring teams for granted, because sometimes they can be a little bit misleading, both good and bad. But either way, uh, Philly, he's from Monticello, and he's in his junior season with his hometown team. And this is his fourth year there, though, of course, because of the pandemic. Stop me if you've heard that before. <laughs> he also played in the Northwoods League. That's kind of been a theme of these guys, in addition to being guys from further east. He played there in 2020, and he pitched in seven games for the Mandan Flickertails. Great name, by the way. <laughs> Other pitcher from Arkansas Monticello is going to be a right-hander. Philly is a left-hander. This guy is a righty, Derek Potts. He's a redshirt junior this year. He missed uh, last season. From Texas, he appeared in eight games so far this year. He's got a 640 ERA, but he has tossed back-to-back -back quality starts and has also tossed at least six innings five times. So kind of similar to what I was talking about with Philly. The ERA can sometimes be a little bit misleading. Uh, in Potts' case so far, he had a couple of just tough starts early on, but has really bounced back well since then. He pitched in summer ball with the Ventura County Pirates of the Sunset Baseball League in 2021. Had a 4.50 ERA, 37 strikeouts, and 30 innings over 12 games. Let's hear a little bit about what Coach Darlington has to say about both of these players, Mason Philly and Derek Potts. The next two guys come from University of Arkansas Monticello. Uh, this is a program that when I was at Big Bend Community College, we had some good ties with, a good connection. Um, they're a fantastic Division II program, ton of success in the past. Um, and we, we've always enjoyed sending our players there. So grabbing two arms from them, that's Mason Philly um, and Derek Potts. Mason Philly is a big-time left-handed arm. Um, this week has just thrown a perfect game, um, which, man, at any level, it doesn't matter, high school, uh, junior college, Division two, Division one, anytime you can throw a perfect game, um, that's something special. That's a memory for a lifetime, and and you, you, there's something there. You're, you you got to be legit if you're, if you're having the ability to throw a perfect game or even hovering around a perfect game. So big congrats to Mason Philly. Um, this is a guy that we think could step right in and be in our six-man starting rotation. Uh, runs his fastball up to 91-92 with good movement, good run on it, um, and then locates a couple off-speed pitches, has a good changeup. Uh, has a pretty good breaking ball, um, so we're excited. We're excited about Mason. And the last guy is Derek Potts. Um, Derek is from Texas, but going to school at Arkansas Monticello. Big-time competitor, uh, bulldog mentality on the mound, real good fastball. He's touched a couple threes um, and uh, has a couple other off-speed pitches that he can locate as well. He's primarily been used in a starting role at Arkansas Monticello. Um, and we're, we're going to let him come in and compete for that as well. Um, but I think, 
you know, he's really could also play very well out of the bullpen. Um, having a power right-handed arm that can locate a couple other pitches um, that plays nicely, you know, even if it's paired, you know, following behind a guy like Mason Philly, I think those two could work really well off of each other. Um, and we're excited about both of those guys. So excited for that new connection with that program as well to come out here to Wenatchee. And uh, we're just ready to get these guys up here. So. Well, and just like that, that rounds it out for this week's roster editions for the Apple Sox. Uh, once again, thank you for tuning in with us. And folks, if you're living in Wenatchee and you're listening, I'd really encourage you to reach out to the Apple Sox. Email alley at applesox.com, A-L-L-I-E, because the Apple Sox are still looking for some host families for this 2022 season. All these players who we've introduced to you in these podcasts, they're playing for free over the summer. They're playing to improve because they're still amateurs. But they need housing, and each year, Apple Sox families do a great job of stepping up. Members of Wenatchee Valley, whether you're in Wenatchee, Kashmir, East Wenatchee, even further away sometimes, we've seen families host players. Maybe if, even if you're in Leavenworth, uh, we've seen a lot of these people step up, and they house the players for the summer, and it just makes our, our operations entirely possible because without our host families, we don't have a place for our players to stay, and we're not able to function. So... We thank our host families each year. We have them recognized on field at the last weekend of the season, typically the last game or the second to last game they're recognized. And we also give them free season tickets. If you are a family, you've got a couple of kids in the family, uh, we also thank you by giving them free admission to the AppleSonics Youth Camps, which you can also check out right now, applesonicscamps.com. The signups are filling up very fast for those. So if you're looking to sign your kid up for a date uh, this summer, check the age groups and sign up for those as soon as possible. But either way, you know, you get free admission for those if you're an Apple Sox host family with your kids. So that's something to also consider here down the stretch. But the host families are a huge part of the team's success. And really, I think they find a lot of fun uh, from hosting players as well. My first year with the Apple Sox was 2018. I was fresh out of college and I moved up to Wenatchee two weeks after graduating and I was fortunate enough to be taken in by a host family and I actually was just talking with them last week no no joke uh, it's funny the, the relationships you can kind of form from just a few months living with someone but it's a baseball season and as all as we all know you know the baseball season sure feels like it's longer than just a couple of months and a half but it's a great opportunity to bond have a player to cheer for because you know, part of this podcast purpose is to try and make these players sound like they're people you're going to know as soon as they arrive in Wenatchee if you're, if you're a fan listening. But, you know, part of what also makes Wenatchee feel like home to them is the people who house them, the people who cheer them on all season long. So I'd really recommend if you've got an extra bedroom, you know, maybe finding a place or some time to house a player. They're gone for half the season because the Apple Sox are on the road for half the season. Guys are gone for a lot of the day. During the day, they like to they like to wake up. They'll go work out, maybe head to the gym while doing that for a few hours. They'll head to the field. A lot of times, they'll want to get food with uh, with players, other players after games. But you know, they appreciate a home cooked meal every once in a while, and just having someone who's uh, kind of cheering them on throughout the course of the season. It kind of means a lot when they're away from home. So, if you're interested, please email Allie at applesocks.com. Well, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed our podcast series so far. This past weekend, we chatted, we played an old interview, actually, where we, I chatted with Brandon Bailey. He's currently a pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. That was from about a year ago. So 
We're hoping to see him back in a Major League uniform this season. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that one, go ahead and look back at our previous episodes of this podcast and listen to that one. In a couple of weeks coming up here, we're going to have a lot more episodes, some of these longer form ones that I'm hoping to have. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I'm not currently in Wenatchee. At the time that you're probably listening to this and at the time that I'm recording this, I'm over in Iowa. I I work broadcasting for a, a junior hockey team in Iowa this year, and I'm moving back to Wenatchee pretty soon here, and I'll be getting set for this season. Pretty much once the calendar flips into April, I'll be pretty much all applesauce all the time. So uh, we're going to try and do a lot more podcasts because I'm going to have a lot more time at that point. And if there's anyone you really want to hear on the podcast, whether it's a previous or a current player, please let me know. You can always just tweet us at applesauce, comment on a Facebook post about our podcast or anything else, just mentioning that. Uh, The biggest thing I ask for is if you do want me to speak to someone, I typically am going to need contact information unless it's a current player because a lot of times I'm trying to reach out to guys who are before I joined this team, but I also try to, you know, keep in touch with some of the guys who played for us in the years that I've been with the team as well. So uh, we really appreciate the support we've had for the podcast so far. Tell your friends, tell your family, hope to have them listening in. And I just, I really can't wait for what this is going to be this coming season. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this. We're going to post, you know, pre-game interviews, post-game interviews that you hear on the radio. Those are going to come on here in case you can't listen to a game that night. We're going to try to dump other stuff in there. We're going to have longer-form discussions. I'm going to bring on our scorekeeper, Terry Ayton, who's got a great personality if you haven't met him. He and I are going to do some discussion ones. Uh, Once I get back to Wenatchee, one of the first things he and I are going to do is going to kind of talk about and debate this new West Coast League playoff format, which, in case you might not have known, there are changes to that this year with a few more teams in the league. So that's going to be something we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about other stuff, and we're definitely open to your suggestions as well. So make sure to reach out to us, tweet us at AppleSox, comment on a Facebook post, uh, send us a message on Facebook or on Instagram, stuff you want to see on the pod, and you know, in your feedback on the podcast in general, because we're just we're trying to make this better each time that we record one, and we're hoping to just put out a really solid product there. So long story short and the long spiel short here, uh, that wraps it up this week. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like us on Facebook at AppleSucks, on Twitter and Instagram as well. And subscribe, if you don't already, to the Wenatchee AppleSucks podcast on Apple and on Spotify. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'm Joel Norman.